Sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the mother loving geek nation. You're currently tuning into the Cold Pop Podcast, part Cold one, Pop. part one, A Child of Fire, episode fifty nine. <laughs> I am the scar giver. A char, a char, uh, a chart where we talk about movies, TV, comics, slow motion action scenes, and all the other things that scratch your nerdy little itch. Good scratch. We're coming to you live from Young Junk Young HQ, Junk. a bomb ass podcasting production space in Philadelphia, PA. I'm your Otherworldly host, Johnny Destructo of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street. It's a rad-ass comic shop, which caters to rad-ass folks like you. So get get your rad-asses down here and buy my rad-ass stuff. Capitalism! With me tonight is... Oh. No, uh, I am also... I'm a co-host. I am a... um, Failed Star Wars pitch of a co-host. There you go. Now Perfect. here uh, to talk about um, things that scratch itches. Scratch, 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 scratches. Also in the booth is our trusty producer Dylan. Dylan the Great. Remember, if anything goes wrong, Dylan did it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh wait, on this soundboard, I is, can actually, I can actually do a little. Is that your catchphrase now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Please feel free to comment, like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon so you know when we go live and add new content. Also, we love a little back and forth. So pipe up in the chat. Well, don't pipe up in the chat because this is pre-recorded. I don't know why you have to... Uh, because they're, they're going to wonder why we're not piping up back. I, we can type back at a later date. You're going to do that? I can. Okay, great. Uh, type in the chat and Noel will specifically get back to you. Also, email <laughs> us at coldpopgo at gmail.com. Noel, what have you been up to this week? Huh. Uh, well, it's been a little longer than a week, because um, there's 11 seasons of this show that I'm going to talk about. Okay, what have you been up to um, for these 11 seasons? Uh, I have discovered uh, a show after everyone else in the world discovered it. I was going to say, um, so like um, uh, Christopher Columbus discovered yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Same. Uh, did, uh, did you give anyone um, pox blankets? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, I, uh, I subtly killed all other people that talked about it first. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it was subtle. Yeah. A little blow dart. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about um, Letterkenny. Letterkenny uh, on Hulu. Um, it is a Canadian uh, sitcom uh, that just dropped its 12th season. Um, they're only six episodes long. Oh, psh. Uh, but I, I don't know how to describe this show for anyone that's not watched it yet. It is um, basically about farmers yeah like uh three main characters are farmers and the one main character's sister that's your four core group and they live in a small town called Letterkenny in canada it's a farm town of just population five thousand people and it's basically just them living drinking and getting in scraps but they are all incredibly eloquent and highly educated 
So the show itself has like a Gilmore Girls style Peter Petter to the dialogue and it's her. back and forth. And actually that's what it's from. Yeah, that's them. Peter Petter, let's get at her. Yeah. Uh, lots and lots of catchphrases, lots and lots of callbacks, lots and lots of like very quick whip snap dialogue. And it's just, it is a addictive watch. Yeah. And it's um, socially progressive in a really fun way. Uh, just the show is wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. I had heard about it years ago and yeah. I watched the first episode and I was like, well, that was delightful. And then it immediately fell out of my brain <laughs> and I forgot all about it until like a couple weeks ago when you started bringing it up yeah. a lot. Um, and so I, I keep wanting to get back to it, but I'm not entirely sure it's something Sushan would like. So maybe not. Yeah. Um, it has to be a thing that I watch after they go to bed. It's, um, it's a very interesting show. I, I think a really reductive way to describe it is Trailer Park Boys with a brain. Mm. Um, but Trailer Park Boys is nihilistic. This is not a nihilistic show. Like every single character is trying to be a better version of themselves, no or at least a good version. Yeah, the main character um, Wayne is just an immovable object, and like like kind, Reacher, do well. He's the toughest guy in Letterkenny. Does he's never lost a fight? Oh. Um, yeah, but it's also it's also a very aggro show too. Like it is a very like masculine forward, but it's not toxic, which is super weird. It it skates such a fine line that I I'm just constantly impressed. Hmm. It's it's super female gazy, but it's also super um empowering. It's just so weird. I, it's a very weird show. I I, I love the shit out of it. Email us at coldpopgo at gmail.com and let us know what you think of Letterkenny because yeah. I'm curious. I don't hear anybody else but Noel talking about this show. Give your balls so, a tug. He, he, him constantly saying give your balls a tug. Um, so uh, let us know or tweet at us at coldpopgo. I want to I hear about it. Mm. Um, what have you been up to this week or just the last uh, chunk of your life? So Invincible, I'm sure you all know, is a really cool cartoon on Prime. I have not watched season two yet because I've been reading all of the comic books. Mm -hmm. uh, there are three compendiums. Each compendium is about that thick. $65 for about 60 issues. 48. 48 issues for yeah. $65. Still, it's an excellent deal. I'm just excellent saying. Excellent deal. 348 issue. Yeah. It's 144 issues total. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and it is one of the best superhero ongoing comics of all time. The fact that it, the characters grow, develop, change their thinking, their approach to superheroics. Um, the way they deal with supervillains, the way they deal with family. It's just amazing. It is the best superhero comic book of all time um, because it does that. Like, it is just as good as, like, Amazing Spider-Man's ever been or any of the other big but, superhero books, but it goes one step further and gives you your third act. Like, everybody they're, eventually they're evolves. Allowed to, yeah, they're allowed to grow. Um, in superhero comic books, you're typically not allowed to grow, especially in the big three. Big two. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, because it, it you know, they have to appeal to readers of all ages and then get in new readers. So I'm sorry, forty five year old Peter Parker, even though that would be interesting for me to read, yeah. it is not interesting for seven year olds who you also want to pick up Spider Man. Yeah. So the reset there's, button there's always right? a reset button, whereas something with Invincible, it they they never reset. It's just yeah. it's just a long form story and it's very, very good. And there are 
even the the you know there's peaks and valleys right so yeah. right now i'm in a big section that's dealing with monster girl and robot and their time away on a different planet where time moves differently so they've been there for hundreds of years mm -hmm. and the, the way their their relationship develops and changes is um it's a little long in the tooth <laughs> uh but it's also really interesting and you don't you've, i've never seen that delved into that specifically and for that long in a superhero comic book mm -hmm. um have you did you read the entire series um i've read um i've never finished it but i have it all yeah. uh and now i'm at the point where i have to start over probably just to get the full grasp of so it so that's kind of what i did i had been reading it in issues as it was coming out mm. and then someone dangled keys i got distracted and I, I, just, I put it down. So I got about three-fourths of the way through the entire series monthly and yeah. then just got distracted. And um, so in order to restart this, I actually just started with Compendium 2, started at the beginning of mm. that, so like issue 49. And um, I'm read... almost done Compendium 2. I'm about to jump into the last Compendium. I started it in hardcovers. Each hardcover is about 12 to 13 issues. Oh, the yeah. Yeah, um, and I got up to the fourth or fifth hardcover and then jumped on issues, which was, I remember reading the, not only the in, Invincible War, mm -hmm. which was a single issue crossover event. Um, and that was like issue 75 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I, at about an arc after that. And then I, I like moved, sublist dropped, uh, mm -hmm. wanted to get the next hardcover. Like I, I fell off in general, but it's always, I've always been ready to like pick it back up. So all of the, the later in life stuff with the family and the main big bad Viltrumite, yeah. I ah. very much don't really know that much about. Like yeah. I know the, the first chunk of it where they are all introduced and like that's resolved, yeah. but the whole like rehash of it and the final finale never read it and i don't know what it is and just like with all robert herkman comics no one spoils things yeah I, like this this book has been out for a gajillion years and i have never been had the ending spoiled for me that's awesome i know that like good guys win yeah, but yeah, like yeah. i don't know any of like the setup for it and i ended up purchasing the rest of the hardcovers i did start a reread i want to say two years ago and i got through the first three hardcovers again. So yeah, if I if I jump back in, I'm gonna jump at like four or five. So that's yeah. like in the 45 to 50 issue range. But yeah. the second, yeah, the second um, compendium for you. Yeah, yeah. there's just so many, there's such nuance to the characters and the way they interact with each other. I remember and, loving Amber uh, so much. Yeah, the first girlfriend, his first girlfriend. Yeah, like that is, it was such a good relationship and, and not in like a, they were perfect for each other. More like, I don't think I've ever seen a relationship or a teenage relationship that was one that realistic, but also like kind of emotionally mature, mm -hmm. like a good relationship that teenagers have, not a overly dramatic or weird or, or um, contentious one. It was just like, she wants to have a normal boyfriend yeah. and he can't be that. And there's no acrimony. It's just, yeah. I can't yeah. be what you need. Yeah. I'm like, that is so emotionally mature that doesn't happen in comics. If that was Spider-Man, because of how it can't have a third act, it would be a dramatic, he didn't tell her the truth and she yeah. didn't know. And yeah. if only they were able to meet and talk it out. And oh no, like, yeah. which is fun in its own, but like, 
Yeah, I just yeah. I, it's I nice remember, to see something a little different. That was a turning point for me that this yeah. book is completely different. Where it was just like you're seeing like actual like relationships being growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, Very and good. one of my favorite things is Eve. So uh, at one point, Invincible Mark leaves the planet, and he has his girlfriend Eve. They've said I love you. All this, they're together, and he disappears for quite a while. And he comes back and she has put on a lot of weight. She basically just like ate her feelings, right? She was mm -hmm. depressed and just ate a lot and got m much bigger. And they just kept her that way for a, for a long time. They, it wasn't any sort of like fat shaming, body shaming. It was all very body, you know, body positive. She, she felt a certain way about it because, you know, it was, you know, uh, looking at herself, she, she felt a certain way. But like the comic book doesn't look at her that way. No. And they keep her that way. I, and it's very cool. She looks like a, a human woman. I forgot the. How does her power work? Uh, she's able to um, manipulate atoms. Can she manipulate her own atoms? Yes. So she, she chose just... to stay that weight. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Invincible is great. Highly yeah. recommend if you've never read it. Read it all. Like, because uh, if I had the ability to just completely change my body type right? at all times, I would. I would do it. I'd have a twelve yeah. pack. Yep. I'd be six feet tall. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Um. All right. You ready for the main topic, the main event? I mean, is are we? Is it time for that already? It's time. It feels like it's it already... happened really, really fast. There's only been 15 minutes of this show. Well, we haven't done anything in slow motion yet, so. <laughs> that brings us to Rebel Moon. Rebel part, Moon Part, part one, 1, A Child, Child of Fire. Fire. Rated PG-13. Is it really? Available on Netflix. Surprisingly bloodless, this movie. Directed by Zack Snyder, starring Sophia Boutella, Charlie Hunnam, Michelle Hussman? Michael Hussman. Michael Hussman, I said that. Ed Screen and Anthony Hopkins. When a colony on the edge of the galaxy finds itself threatened by the armies of the tyrannical Regent, Regent Balisarius, they dispatch a young woman with a mysterious past to seek out warriors from neighboring planets to help them take a stand. So we're going to talk about our initial thoughts of Zack Snyder sure. of Rebel Moon. And then we will warn you for spoilers, and then we're going to get into the spoilers to finish up our discussion. So, Noel, initial thoughts on Zack Snyder, and then lead us into our discussion about Rebel Moon. Uh, the more of his content that I watch, the more that his earlier films that I do enjoy are affected by. Oh, no. Wait, better or worse? Worse. Ah, dang. <laughs> um... I, I don't I don't really enjoy his storytelling. I don't enjoy his storytelling. Um I I know that he is a technically proficient and exemplary filmmaker. Um I think he's a visualist. I think he's a he's a very he's a very poor storyteller. And I will explain I've been thinking about this analogy and a lot I am not a professional screenwriter. But I do have I did go to college for it. I do have training for it. I am a writer by trade. There is a very specific kind of uh, creativity is not math, but there is a process to make something. You know, you understand how uh, a, an art is supposed to be laid out in order to create depth or flatness. Or there's, it's not math, lead but the there eye. are rules to lead yeah. the eye where you're supposed to go. Storytelling, plotting, narrative. Think of it as this way. One plus one is two. Two plus two is four. 
four plus four is eight. You can sense a pattern of escalation to get you, you know, rising action to get to a climax, and then you kind of reset the clock. That is narrative. Scott Snyder, Scott Snyder, Jack Snyder's <laughs> movies, instead of one plus one, two, two plus two, four, four plus four, eight, is like one, two, four, eight. He skips steps. They are not like, as just a human that understands language, yes, you can follow how they got to two, how they got to four, how they got to eight. But because he doesn't really show the work, he just tells you what it is. Mm -hmm. It is a very soulless end result that's just pretty, or it feels jarring, or it feels empty. It's, or I just don't care about the people on the screen. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It makes sense on paper, like he's checking off lists, but I'm never on a journey with his movies. I'm just told and here's pretty. Yeah. And it is, it's not enjoyable. I just don't really enjoy it. Like the last movie of his that I enjoyed. Um, Watchmen. Yeah, I was okay with Watchmen. 300. Uh, I haven't revisited 300 in about 15 years and I don't know if I want to. No, I don't either. Um, uh, Dawn of the Dead I thought was really fun. I loved Dawn of the Dead. I was like, who's this dude? I loved it at the time. Um, my last revisit, it was kind of a really nihilistic, shitty movie. Yeah. And I didn't enjoy it as much. Sure. Maybe because I'm at a different point in my life. Right, yeah, sure. But um, even for a zombie apocalypse movie, it was still pretty jarring and nihilistic. And it's like, okay. Did you enjoy any of his DCEU offerings? Because there are there are flashes in each of his movies that I, I go. That's just that it. was pretty cool. That's just it. It's it's pieces, and yeah. that's that's the analogy I'm trying to make. Like, it's it's not whole cloth experiences of his movies that I enjoy. I enjoy sequences mm -hmm. of beautiful ballet or efficiency or or visualizations, and as cool as those are, shared in a six minute clip, yeah. as a two and a half hour movie. I, I have nothing to hold on to and I don't enjoy it. Four hour movie. <laughs> um, I, uh, we saw, I think I've seen every one of them with you since Man of Steel. Man I didn't Steel see Man of Steel with you. No. Um, I liked most of Man of Steel. Um, but it was the kind of like, I enjoyed it in the theater. And then when I kind of thought about it for an hour, it, it kind of started to crumble for me. Like, as cool as that was, that wasn't really, it didn't feel like Superman. It felt like something else. And, and I didn't like the interaction with Pa Kent stuff. I did like, there was a lot of stuff that I, I get again. I understand. Yeah, It's not that we don't understand it. I understand the movie. I understand the plot. I understand the goal of the story. I don't think it's executed. Well, that's my problem. I don't think he's a good writer. I don't think he cares about putting in the groundwork. This is Rebel Moon, or just most of the most of the time his movies. You know what? His most his two most recent movies, Army of the Dead and this. It's the difference between reading Lord of the Rings, or I'm just gonna read the Wikipedia page and the appendices of the character sheets for Lord of the Rings. You get all the information both ways, yeah. but for one you have an experience, and the other one you just have information. He is just information, right and I don't enjoy that. I remember sitting in Man of Steel going, what? Maybe maybe, maybe you should let the kids die, Paul Kent? What? <laughs> yeah. You don't understand. Like, um, no, I get it. You're, 
Like you just helped 9-11 all of Metropolis and you're going to float slowly over to Lois to kiss her <laughs> while there's people trapped under rubble? Really? Uh, but then the rest of the movie, there's a lot of elements of that movie I love. Yeah. Um, same thing with BVS, same thing with Justice League, um, both versions. I think there's things um, in there that I enjoy. BVS, but we saw, we saw that together. We walked out pretty I, hyped. I, I it was uh, Sushan was there too. Yeah. We were in the parking lot for like two hours talking yep. about the movie, and <laughs> and that conversation. Yeah. Is where I realized, oh shit! I don't know if I don't think this was a good movie. Yeah, we, you can watch us go come out like yeah, hooting and hollering and fist pumping and throwing popcorn at each other. Wasn't and it like, cool when this happened? Oh, and then this happened, and then, and then oh, well, wait a minute, why, oh, why did that happen? Hey, why did this? Hey, did you oh. notice? Oh, isn't it a little weird that? <laughs> <laughs> and then we kind of talked ourselves out of it just by, you know, revisiting the movie. And it wasn't like one person. Uh, in a trying to neg the other two people. No, no. We all just kept, like, we were hype and talking about how cool that action scene was, mm -hmm. how cool this was, and yeah. Oh, you know what's weird, though? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just, that is my, that is the, <laughs> that's a positive experience with uh, Zack Snyder's movies where, like, you're caught up in it, but then any kind of uh, exploration Reflection. is just like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Crumbles. Um, Sucker Punch, I, oh, I hated from mm -mm. Jump. Yep. I'm sorry. I, it is not a movie. It's it's, a, it's, it's a, like nine music videos. It's a fever dream with no plot whatsoever. Even the um like the dream character was Scott Glenn. He was in sure. all their dreams. I don't know. Then he's the bus driver at the end. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? Like, is she in a dream then? Because the visual language that you established was that he only shows up in dreams. But then you're saying, no, she got out. Did she? Yeah. Like, you don't put enough, I don't A lot of his movies are vibes. Oh yeah. Sure. And I don't, I- I just watched Mandy. Vibes. That is vibes. That's vibes. You know Which is fine, was, sometimes was... you want vibes. Yeah. Some people like the vibes. So, oh, I'm sorry. Rebel I, I Moon, wait, part wait, one, wait. A Child of Fire. On, no, your initial thoughts on Zack Snyder. We're doing oh, this in steps, bro. Oh, I, I thought I was. I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. Oh, okay. Um, there are things that I think are, I get pretty hype about when I'm watching it, and then as soon as I walk out of the theater and I'm the the, the light of day hits me, and I'm like everything just kind of melts away, and I'm like, oh wait, that was kind of terrible. Um, well, um but like, how did you how, did you like Army of the Dead? I did not watch it. I had no. I it's a, it's a zombie movie. It's a zombie action movie, which I should be hyped for, and I had no interest in watching it whatsoever. Oh, I didn't know you never saw it. Never, never bothered. Um, it we, wasn't even, it didn't even occur to me to bother. I was, um, I even though I haven't liked all of his flicks, I was, I was actually pretty hyped for that flick, mm -hmm. because we we came off of like years of narrative uh, out there that like he isn't hasn't been able to control his own process. Um, things were messed up around him. We've never seen his like real voice. Um, and he was returning to horror, which the last thing that we really enjoyed that he did was yeah. fucking Dawn of the Dead. It didn't look like horror. I was hyped to watch it. My wife and I sat down and watched it when it released on Netflix, and it is a spiteful, nihilistic, incomplete, dumb as fuck movie. I was so, in a good way. No, <laughs> it like I was so the beginning. Did you did you watch any of it? No. Like the first five minutes, how it no, all happens. Never. Um, Nothing. Uh, a dude is getting. Um, there's uh, army dudes that are uh, talking about boobs and shit or something uh, in a, they're transporting some mysterious something. 
uh, through the desert of Las Vegas, um, and these army dudes are being bros, having bro speech, and there's another car uh, where a guy's getting highway head, and that car veers into the truck, murders them, the truck explodes, and whatever they were transporting gets released, and it was a zombie. Did he finish? I don't fucking know. They've got murdered for having <laughs> sex in the car. Um, he probably finished. But it was like, that's the start of this very, like, yeah. nihilism, nihilism, more nihilism here. And then every plot point was either not explained or just sh thrown away. Yeah, man. And, like, yeah. It was, and, and everyone is telling me, yeah, but like, that was a seed for the yeah. anime that he wants to make about. What? Yeah, there's like an anime for, for that. And then there's a prequel called army of thieves where this character is here and then there's a book where that explains why their heads are flashing and then there's like a sequel plan i'm like i don't care make a movie good yeah that's the same problem i had with the, the his dcu stuff make the movie good yeah just make make a thing good and, and then, then yeah we can build off that like not constantly plant seeds that aren't going anywhere yeah. i like i that was army of the dead and the preview of my thoughts on Rebel Moon. We are going. I hope. I hope. I'm curious to see if I, uh, this show uh, reaches the correct audience. Um, <laughs> to see how this goes. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I don't hate the guy. I I don't m wish him ill. Not at I all. just don't enjoy his movies to the extent that a lot of other people do. Right on. Um, my initial thoughts on Rebel Moon are: I sat down to watch this, and I was I was like, oh, I. I, I got to watch it for the show. I'm kind of curious. I know that it was a failed um, Star Wars attempt, right? Let's let's be good in good faith. It was uh, it started as a Star Wars pitch. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That he decided to make his own. Right. Yeah. Right. And why not? That sounds like, like a cool not idea. Failed. Yeah. Just he decided to. Yeah. He wanted to control himself. Um, I sat down to watch it with Sushan, and we watched it in chunks. Which is the only way to watch this movie. And I didn't hate it. No. I did not hate this movie. I think it was actually quite a bit of fun. Uh, well, let me let me backtrack. Um, I don't think it was fun. <laughs> uh, I thought uh, it was a, an interesting watch. How about that? Competent. I wasn't. It was competent. <laughs> um, it looked good. Kind of dark, but it looked good. I don't know if it looked good. Mm, okay. Um and I, I just like Seven Samurai type stories anyway. I like a ragtag yeah. band of folks getting together uh, in order to fight a bigger power, yeah. a bunch of underdogs. Um, but I did find myself sitting there going, Star Wars, Star Wars, oh, Star Wars. Is that a, a Star Wars? Oh, there's um, a, there's Samurai in there. Well, that was, uh, but Star Wars did that first. Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think I enjoyed this more than you did. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, we can talk about the good of it. I actually think the first 25 minutes are fantastic. Mm. Oh, great. Um, the first half hour to 40 minutes. Actually, I yeah. think it's like the first 50 minutes because you don't leave the farm until more almost an hour in. Yeah. Um, everything from, not everything. It's I'm being hyperbolic. I was still with the movie from... Jump? No, not even from Jump, because I think the the voiceover from a character that is not important yet uh, was weird. Uh, if you're going to give me an info dump of information, let me read it. Okay. Uh, so, like, I'm okay with the Star Wars. Just give Wars. us, like, a scroll yeah, that the Star goes Wars, back the in Star space. Wars, the Star Wars <laughs> crawl um, at least lets me kind of, like, 
see the words. Yeah, so yeah. like when they're made up words or made up names, I'm, I'm at least I could see I didn't mishear something. Yeah, yeah. With Anthony Hopkins just talking about region Belisarius and all these. Yeah. I don't know if that's a person, place or thing, my dude. Yeah. Like. It was just it was a little it was a little I actually rerounded it twice. Also. Oh, wow. Also. Also. <laughs> why? Why does space travel look like a vagina? Oh, I don't know. Because it's Zack Snyder. But he was asked about that. Oh. But it, all it really did was like literally the opening shot is like fo Whoa. space folding over and yeah. a phallic ship coming through it. Yeah. I rolled my eyes, but I was like, whatever. And then as they're going through, someone reaches up and goes, and then there was phalanges on the ship that were just tickling. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the, <laughs> um, I rolled my eyes, but I was like, whatever, it's fine. But then like articles and interviews afterwards, his response to like, it was intentionally blah, blah, blah. Oh, you don't understand. How that works makes perfect sense for the mythology that I set up in the movie. I'm like, Dude. Where is it? Where is it? And it was created whole cloth. Still looks like a vagina. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. I don't care. Like, if you wanted to give me a cockamamie answer about, like, well, space travel from sector to sector is, like, entering this thing and doing this, yeah, and yeah. like, uh, birthing into a new zone. Cool. Give me an artsy-fartsy answer. Yeah. But don't say that, like, the answer's later. Yeah. Like, come on, my dude. Mm -hmm. You are, uh, the filmmaker is God. Mm -hmm. Their camera is their eye. They show you what they want you to see, what they want you to think, what they want you to experience. Yeah. Yeah. So if you chose to make that, you wanted me to see it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's vibes. Um, the whole farm stuff. <laughs> the whole farm stuff I was down with. I like this. Yeah. I was like, I was enjoying it. I all was like, these, oh, okay. It cool. was, a, it was a real conflict. All these characters seem pretty nifty. Even when the space Nazis show up, um, first of all, everyone's incredibly pretty, but yeah. whatever. Even, even like the dirtiest people on the farm are like, still would. Yeah. <laughs> WYD would. Um, uh, th when the space Nazis even show up, that's incredibly tense and creepy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, have an embrace from the motherland. Like they don't shake hands. He just like awkwardly hugs them and like for you, too long. Yeah, even the guys like, like this is tension. This is cool. Uh, that transpires, gets worse, gets worse. Like the, all of that is great. And then as soon it as it did make me want to rewatch Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, which I did mean, it much better. It ninety percent of this movie is is retread. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is fine. There yeah. is no such thing as new fiction. It's just all kind of reshaken around. It's just this was very retread. But um, we get to uh, are we in spoilers? No. This initial thoughts. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> spoiler. There's slow motion in this movie. Okay. Um. Hey. Uh. Those are our initial thoughts. Let's get in the spoilers right now. <laughs> there's uh that first action sequence, the first fight. Yeah. Mm. Um. I didn't even care about that. That was my problem. So we've spent and this, and this is the problem I have with like the one plus one is two, two plus two is four, or just one, two, four, eight. We know that our main character is mysterious. She's got a past. Um, we presume it's with this 
group of Nazis and it's probably violent. That's a safe assumption to make. Yeah. So bad guys are going to rape a farm girl. She interjects and beats them all up. Four, Sophia does. Yeah. Sophia does. Yeah. For, uh, Cora. Cora. For your first bit of action, it became this slow motion extended ballet of sort that's no that's not the right word for it just this slow motion janky choreography of her fighting like six dudes and halfway through it felt like a five minute sequence but halfway through it i thought there's no there's no weight to the like physical weight to the space mm -hmm. and absolutely no um blood pumping mm -hmm. for me as a viewer yeah. because for hand-to-hand -hand combat especially uh bvs watch batman's fight in, oh. the, in the warehouse oh it's so good that is intense hand-to-hand -hand, well choreographed quick cut together you, flinch. you feel the brutality of yeah. these bad guys yeah. coming a, coming across a foe that they can't quickly get rid of that creates momentum tension as soon as he built as a filmmaker he built up all this tension and then slowed it the fuck down. Yep. And just it, it because it was slowed down, it looked wildly fake. Yeah. Was, right. Yeah. There was no real pacing. Like the pacing itself was just so off. And then that was when the movie lost me. Mm -hmm. Like it lost me because you you built all these. You you were you were on the right path. You were you were doing the work. You you built up this tension so incredibly well. You made me like these people. And then all of a sudden, nope. Yeah. And then the movie just tanked from there. Like there Yeah. I I'll get into more when you get into your likes and dislikes because yeah. there is some things, really specific things that I I can't. I can't. <laughs> well, I did write down some three dislikes and three likes. What are your likes? Because I, I share some of these likes. Okay, so my likes are Ed Screen as Admiral Atticus. Fucking awesome. The thing you were just talking about. Fucking the, awesome. His introduction, his hug, the way that he has just like a shillelagh for some reason that he bonks people uh, across the face with. He understands the assignment. Mm -hmm. He is in a better movie. Yeah, yeah. He's killing it. Ed Screen is so fucking dope in this movie. He yeah. is... He might be my favorite bad guy right now he's because so he's always a bad guy. Yeah. He was awesome in Alita. Oh, yeah. He was a big yeah. fucking CGI monster with his face. Yeah. He was awesome in Alita. Um, he was awesome in Deadpool. Was, oh, right. He he's, is my favorite bad guy right now. Francis. Yeah. Is he Francis? He's Ajax. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, oh, he was great in that. He's, he is... Yeah, he's great. I love him. Admiral Atticus, I, yeah. awesome. Awesome. Um, I also love Jenna Malone as Harmada, which is basically the stalk from Saga. The uh, the the spider woman who somehow unlocked something in me where I was like, she's a spider woman. She's hot. She Wood. Has no arm, <laughs> she has no, she's like her top, she's a, what would you call them? Um, horse people. Centaur? She's a centaur, but a spider. 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 So she's, uh, a woman who's nude from the t from the waist up has no arms; they just are shoulders, and then have all of. She's got like the thorax. Is that what that is? Yes, big spider butt, and then all of her little spider legs. She's super scary. Aren't her fingers on the legs too? Like hands on the legs? No, 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 no. They're just regular. Wait, are we talking about in Saga or here? Oh, Saga. I thought they were. I thought she had digits. 
Uh, maybe. Um, but um, anyway, super hot. And then I was like, oh, Jenna Malone is as Stalk from Saga. That's pretty cool. I like that whole sequence. I think um, yeah. it sort of comes and goes, but I enjoyed watching I, that it. That whole sequence is great. It, it means nothing to the movie, though. And like the, the thing I said earlier is like, I just like a seven samurai ragtag mm. grouping of, of folks, you know, of underdogs. You know what never happens? Mm. All those people talking at all oh, with each other. Like, yeah, like characters should like engage with each other. Like, hey, we're all a bunch of ragtags in a seven samurai grouping. Maybe we should ha have a chat. Not only do we never a good point. know why they're going to each place and each person, because yeah. they're never introduced. Yeah. But you never see them interacting with each other at all. Oh my God, you're right. Not a one fucking bit. Yeah. You just are expected to believe like they all must be on the same team. But cool. Ed Screen, when he finally captures them, does go very slowly person to person and gives a slight little info dump on who that person is and why they're important at the end of the film. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh, so those are my, those are my, my likes. Um, I agree with Ed Screen. Um, the Harmada, the Jenna Malone, mm -hmm. excellent character design. Mm -hmm. That entire sequence meant nothing to me. Yeah. Um, I don't. It was her a name? cool bit. Nemesis. Her name is Nemesis. Yeah, the woman the who fights. Woman her. who fights her. Yeah. No idea anything about her. She got an interesting hat. <laughs> what? It's like an We're, anime hat. The only thing worse than that was the um, naked boy on the hippogriff scene. Oh yeah. Why? Yeah. And also. <laughs> <laughs> and also how <laughs> well i mean when? they showed me how in slow motion yeah a lot yeah but what yeah and then also oh god <laughs> hey this cat is a slave because he's paying off a debt willfully there we need him well you're gonna have to bet me for him um uh, okay right. yeah uh Breaking that. What's what's riff. the bet? Yeah, breaking that guy, and then all of the people whose freedom could be taken away off this immediately, without even talking to this motherfucker, are like, sure. Yeah. Like, also, it's like one fat dude and two other dudes. Yeah. Just take them. <laughs> yeah. Just I, leave. <laughs> I don't understand. Like the the the. When the story chooses to follow the rules versus when it doesn't is so fucking arbitrary. Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah. Also, again, I watched the whole movie. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Who the fuck is Blood Axe? Yeah. Who, well, no, that's not, I, we actually did get some dialogue that introduced right. the captain or uh, Space Antifa. Yeah, oh, Space yeah. Antifa. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but then you know, like they, when you said the movie looks great, I think the first half looks great. Yeah. When they start visiting other planets, it is incredibly ugly CGI places. Oh, it didn't bother me. The there CG didn't bother me. When they came through uh, the the Colosseum world, where you don't actually see anything happening in a Colosseum <laughs> <laughs> at all, or you know that he's a trusted general until the very end of the movie, has nothing to do with anything. Juman Hansu. Yeah, yeah. He's like... The greatest mind tactical. Oh, mind. she says that when he's when she's talking him into it, right? He's there, he's drunk, he's got his his just just like you should get vengeance. Not that they fear him. You don't find that out until oh, no, no, the no, very no. very end. Um, but he does nothing. Yeah, like he literally does nothing. But um, that it I mean, just none of them do it. They all get captured immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Which I kind I I kind of like that actually. I like that little twist of 
I mean, it wasn't really a twist of Charlie Hunnam being like, well, I'm bad. Um, surprise. Uh, but the fact that they were all captured that quickly, I was kind of like, oh, that was actually kind of interesting. I didn't, I expected more of a fight. And the fact I, that they're just like, gotcha. The, um, I, I like that bit. King Leviticus's planet, the squid face guy, yeah. um, Davy Jones, when yeah. they're, when they're flying down onto his planet, mm -hmm. that looks awful. It oh, okay. literally took me out of the movie because it looks so bad. Oh, and really? he is a beautiful filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And it just was like, ugh. And then the you visit we visit like 18 planets in 20 minutes. Uh, but this final fight is like on unregistered trade post in a cloud city yeah. or a cloud? I don't fucking know. Star Wars. It, it was so weird. Cloud city. And, oh, oh, a traitor. Yeah. <laughs> Who changed the deal? On a cloud city. <laughs> Fucking. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars. Um, Which is what I don't understand. I mean, I understand why he, he didn't get to make the Star Wars because they were like, guys, we already did this. You wrote us a Star Wars script that is just the Star Wars we've made. Um, but also, to be fair, New Force Awakens is also a Star Wars that was a Star Wars. Yeah, that I don't think Star already. Wars has problems with yeah. uh, being. Re uh, retreads. Yeah. No. Um, um, oh, my dislikes. I forgot, oh. I forgot my biggest dislike is he gets hit with his own shillelagh at the end and his teeth go flying. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then the very next time you see him, his teeth are, he's got all of his teeth. They were all back teeth. I guess. <laughs> he doesn't smile as much. Yeah. Um, oh, his, his teeth are fine. But I'm like, you so, two were like nine teeth. You just went skipping. So the, the I want to go back to the Charlie Hunnam, the Kai. His name is Kai, Kai. by the way. Oh. His, uh, Named after my son. Yeah, your son is a traitor. Um, <laughs> He has, oh, 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 that's something I like. I'm going to stick with the, what I don't like right now. He has two extended scenes of dialogue. One when they meet, mm -hmm. um, and then one after they get their team together, who we've never seen in the same room, um, about how he's changed now, and I want to be a part of this, and mm -hmm. I'm going to die for something with you, be hot lady. Hero, yeah. Be a hero, drop off some cargo first you want yeah. to come with me yeah. okay no one questions anything it was just such a oddly placed scene where it was like yeah he's gonna in the very next yeah. scene he'd, he very next yeah. scene he betrays them and then they murder him yeah every even all of so all of the interesting characters even potentially interesting characters are murdered in this movie Who blood axe and wait blood axe ray fisher he gets. This is Ray the, Fisher. Yeah, the dreadlock guy, Blood Axe. He gets oh, killed. Oh, Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher from from yeah, yeah the actor Ray Fisher. Yeah, Cyborg. I'm sorry. Um, I was thinking of the uh, who's the guy who just passed away who was in the in, in Ahsoka. Ray Stevenson. Stevenson. Gotcha. So th that's a perfect example of this movie bothering me so much. Like, for a good chunk of the movie, we're told how important slash intense the clan blood axe is and how important it is to kind of get them they kind of get them mm -hmm. and the very next scene he's murdered yeah. and the way that they depict it with like sad music and slow motion of him falling i'm oh, like fuck it, we just met this guy you didn't earn that yeah i don't this doesn't mean anything to me because i don't i don't fucking know this guy mm -hmm. he's fodder yeah. they're all fodder they're all fought yeah i and that's my problem it's just it's it's like it's it's fucking checking off boxes now what i will say the the 
Moss Eisley cantina scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some of those aliens are dope. Oh yeah. yeah. The brain guy, the literally the brain that was just using a that person guy was as a awesome. puppet. Fucking yeah. rad. Puppet dude. I will yeah. watch a movie of that guy. I'll watch a movie of the bartender at that place yeah. more than I want to see. I love movie. that the brain guy. That was a guy. Yeah. The brain guy, the um Oh, there was that weird um Yeah, no, just the brain guy. Yeah, everything John else was, stuck out yeah. to me. Yeah, but I was like, oh, Weird that's really cool. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, this movie was disappointing. I I was very disappointed by this movie. My dislikes. Oh yeah, go were, ahead. Uh, it was it felt bloated. You think? But also thin. Yeah. It was is a dichotomy of, but both of those things. And um, and I, I I if if it's anybody, like a four fourteen course meal, and then I'm still starving at the end. If anybody is um, if anybody watches this, I don't know how the internet works. Um, and you're you're gonna maybe disagree with some of the things we're saying respectfully uh, by saying this is only part one. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah. There are a lot of part ones that feel like a full film and or a full three act structure, even though they end on cliffhangers. They don't just end mid sentence. Which is well, this doesn't end on a cliffhanger either. No, it, right? It, it just feels like mid-sentence. it feels like an end of a of a part one. It feels like oh, we got to the place. We're gonna be back. Well, then here. why do you feel empty? I I because there because there was nothing of meat in it, right? There was too there was too much in there um, for me. To, if everything's at eleven. Um, <laughs> oh no, it's too sleepy to be at eleven. Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out why I still felt empty it's because yeah because i didn't have any emotional connection to anything that was happening on screen yeah so though i watched it and some of it had cool elements i was not emotionally invested in anything so i didn't feel anything like and that's mo- why it felt thin feels like a movie that was like reverse engineered to be a handful of really pretty screensavers oh wow um well, there's nothing to hold on to well um it's like there's there's nothing to hold on to yeah and if you're telling me I have to watch a four-hour cut and Ugh. read a tie-in comic book and a novelization to care about these characters, I'm sorry, fuck you. Yeah. No, I I should be able to watch the movie, the and then primary source, watch and then and want ancillary ex- stuff yeah. to figure out more, not yeah. feel so empty by this piece of content that I have to seek out more. This isn't meth. This is entertainment. (laughs) I should not have to have the first taste for free and then fall down a rabbit hole. Like I should want to explore this world. And as of right now, we're the first two and a half hours of this, uh, of this experience. I don't care to watch part two or read anything else. I'm interested enough to watch part two. I'm at least that in only if we're doing it for the show, (laughs) which we will. Um, the other thing I didn't, uh, Sophia's cut though. Sophia Butella. Yeah. She's awesome. I thought her action was great. I did not buy her acting. I thought I mean, she was a little flat. I think she was great in everything else I've seen her in, so I kind of blame that on the director or any coaching that she got. Um, she was in The Kingsman. She was in... Right, she had the cool legs. Um, she was in Kingsman. She was in Atomic Blonde. She was one of my favorite parts oh of that movie. Oh, my God, she was. She was even good in The Mummy. Which, which I haven't with, seen. It was a dumb movie, but she's menacing and physical and... Was she the mummy? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. She's the bad guy. Yeah, and this, I thought she acted like... I, I, She was cool, but I didn't buy her acting. She's, she's physical. She's beautiful. She, she has a unique look. Yeah. She's compelling. Everything that came out of her mouth was boring. Yeah, maybe that's and, what it was, yeah. And right. it was like... It was like she was stoic without earning it. Oh, man. 
every time we, the more we talk about this, the more I get upset. When they do her flashbacks, like you see her maybe talk a little bit and like have normal conversations. But as soon as they go into flashback mode, she sounds like she's reading from an 18th century novel. Her dialogue completely changes. Her voice completely changes. I was clocking weird words that I don't even use about yeah. like, uh, we, we effervescently blah, 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 blah. Like she was, it wasn't her anymore. So like, it felt like somebody wrote this for me. Not yeah, yeah. the character is relaying her information. Now, if it's a, I used to be that cool, not a context that this movie provides. So it wasn't anything that like gelled with me so much as just became odd. Yeah. It was like burdensome. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And the, Why are you doing that? and, and, <laughs> When you tell somebody your backstory um, at a fire, I don't know. <laughs> the way she was telling it was like, it was so, it was just odd. It was so weird and odd. Um, there was nothing organic about it. Yeah, inorganic. That's was, a good point. Yeah. There was nothing Excellent organic about it. And, yeah. and like, and it just all was like, and then this princess who can make birds unalive, alive. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, it's an info dump. It was all info dumps with no payoff. All right, well, that I agree with. Yeah. And the third thing I didn't like was that the, the whole thing was just like, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. So, same thing I've already said. But I, I didn't hate it as much as you seem to. You seem to get actively uh, grumpy stars. about it. I <laughs> <laughs> loved it. Uh, Five stars. Go see it. Yeah. Um, there's Two and a half for me. Two and a half stars. There, um, I'd give it. I don't know. I don't know. One and a half, two, maybe two. I, I, I didn't enjoy this movie. I'm allowed to not enjoy this movie. Sure. There are people that are treating his output like it's fucking gospel, mm -hmm. and that's very weird. I don't understand, especially for his type of I, output. I love so many writers and directors. They're not uh, untouchable or yeah. infallible. Like everyone's got something. Yeah, that's like not my favorite. And they do that. They do this interesting thing where like if you don't like snide, I've, it's you happened to me a it. couple times. No, you will. Yes, that. But like, oh, you're a gun cultist, and I'm like, no, I just didn't like BVS. What? Yeah. Why am and I? Why are you guys talking like everything's a cult? Like, I mean, it's I. Uh, some some people on the right do the same thing with politics, like. Yeah. Yeah, if we're gonna put this guy in, if we're gonna try this guy for this, then we'll try that guy too. I was like, like Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. If he's if he's if he's guilty, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's get them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are, yeah. Not, not like a, my team, your team. Like, how about all of them? Yeah. How about all the bad? So yeah, like yeah. if if Zack Snyder makes a movie that blows my goddamn socks off, mm -hmm. I will be the first person to tell you how wrong I was and how I cannot wait to see more of this and great. He hasn't, and I'm not going to like not say that I didn't enjoy it because I can relatively competently explain as to why I didn't care for it. Yeah. Not fuck it. It sucked. Like yeah. garbage emoji. No, um, it's just not well done. Yeah. I, I didn't hate it. I'm going to watch the second one. Sterling. I'm words. curious to see how it I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I'm curious to see how it's going to wrap up, but yeah, I just, I, I would like to be emotionally invested. And if something happens in the, the latter half where I get emotionally invested, Maybe that'll help. One last thing. My views of the first one. Why is this a movie? Instead of a, a series? I if, have no idea. If there are eight hours of story, just because you've got like- Just do it like, as a series, man. Why is this a movie? Yeah. Why Why are we so constrained with these fucking- Paradigms? 
uh, sandboxes if you are on a streaming service that does not like have to be this way. It's all arbitrary bullshit. And that's what that's also what pisses me off more. Like if well, you had have there hours... been any Netflix movies that have gone to theaters? Yeah. So that maybe the maybe the intention was to send this to a theater and it was just made last wait, was did this it, get any it had like one, it had like a couple of like presentations and some cities and stuff, but I'm, I wonder if they were planning for a bigger release and then they were like, oh, oh I don't know about that. I mean, they would have. No, I, I, I don't know what it is, but like he was told, like, I have freedom here and blah, blah, blah. And you're telling me that, like, then why is this a movie? Yeah. Like, make your show. Yeah. When people talk about how um, Zack Snyder's Justice League is better than uh, the 2017 Justice League, sure. It was two and a half hours longer. Yeah. So if you needed two hours more to make your story make sense, not a movie. Right. That would never have been released. You made a season. That was <laughs> yeah, a season, yeah. a television show. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't have never been released. So apples to apples kind of comparison just does not make sense to me. So if you're telling me this is like, it's really an eight hour cut, like, then it's not a movie. Yeah. Format. Do, do the thing you wanted to do. Tell, right? Yeah. Like, use your format. And if you don't have the constraints of a format... Don't apply them to yourself. Yeah. Write yourself a movie. Yeah. Not a half of a movie. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. All right. Well, let us know what you thought of Rebel Moon Part 1. A Child of Fire. A cursed Child or whatever. Okay. Uh, Child <laughs> of Fire. Do oh, uh, you know what the second one's called? No. Uh, Rebel Moon Part 2. The Scar Giver. Yeah, all right. That's fine. <laughs> whatever. Um, that, that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're, we're done. We're going to talk at you later. Who's the scar giver? Send us I your wonder. hate. Nah, send Noel your hate. I didn't mind. Hey, I, I'm totally, like, if anybody wants to have a conversation about this, that's totally fine. It's not one of my favorite creators. And I, I have no issue talking about why I don't like it. Am I telling you not to like it and that you shouldn't like it? Yes. No, I don't give a shit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, whatever makes you happy, as long as you're not an asshole to anybody else. I'm not going to scream at somebody. Okay, we're leaving. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.